りつける重たい定めの石にまるで押しつぶされてどこにも逃げられないひたすらあがきながらだけど諦めないがれきの底に Hello and welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Rewatch, a show where we watch JoJo and talk about people getting dismembered in horrible ways.、Uh-huh. I am your host, Dustin, and with me today is Luke. I think my favorite part about these two episodes is how much sense they make. Yeah, just the most. <laughs> Ty. <laughs> Hey everybody, is Jorno okay? I don't think he's okay. <laughs> Jorno is. it, Jorno is like the Hulk. The secret is that he's never okay. <laughs> ben. <laughs> sense for certain values of sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah.、Uh, so, on this episode of JoJo's Bizarre Rewatch, we will be covering the Man in the Mirror versus.、Uh, Purple Haze fight, which encompasses episode 12 and 13. There definitely was not a third episode. No, there, there was a third episode 13.5 untitled, which we will also be covering this week. The, no, we're not. <laughs> For certain values of covering. <laughs> For certain values of episode. Alright, well, this is this episode's joke gimmick, I guess. <laughs> so let's begin with、uh, episode 12. What? Oh god, what the fuck happens first? Crunchyroll, please save me.、Uh, they got the email from the boss to go to Pompeii and check out the dog mosaic because that's where the key is. And we're getting like, some history about Pompeii. It used to be like. Yeah, a... does, does Pompeii actually have. I, it must actually have a dog mosaic because I can't imagine Araki Ar-、oh. would just make that up. I'm pretty sure the entirety of Golden Wind is. I went on a fun vacation to Italy and I need an excuse to show you my vacation photos. Yeah, hey, check out, check out what the money I was able to spend to go on a sweet vacation from what my publishers gave me. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, there is a dog. <laughs> there is It is actually pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we get、All、the、right. history of Pompeii. You know, it, it, it was like a health resort, but then a volcano happened and everyone died. Yeah. Maybe the volcano was a stand. Oh, probably. That'll probably get revealed at some point. <laughs> I mean, like, the, like, Jojolion is all about, like, you know, tectonic plate shifting and unleashing stand powers. Wait, so, seriously? Yeah, well,、yes. so the, yeah, the premise of Jojolion is that, like, the 2014 Japanese earthquake happened and, like, hit、um, Morio from part four. <laughs> And it like, made like, a, a fault line open up, and anyone that gets too close to it gets a stand.、Oh、like, there's some、gosh. kind of strange power coming out of that fault line. It's the Amigara fault, but for stands. Kind of, yeah. The, they call them the wall eyes because it's just this big cliff with like, weird eye shaped holes all over it. Oh my lord. Yeah. And also, if you bury two things in the dirt next to them and then dig it up, they become one thing. 
Like someone buries an orange and a lime, and then they dig up one fruit, and it's got orange and lime parts inside. Weird. That, that's pretty dope, actually. Yeah, uh-huh. Joe Jolly pretty an, cool. I could go for an orange lime right about now. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, but yeah, so it, they mentioned that it's a health resort right now. And uh, yeah, Fugo gives Giorno a nice history lesson, because Giorno just loves teaching people things. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're, uh, well, they're Fugo loves teaching people things, I should say. Right, because Giorno just loves making mistakes because they're driving that way and they pass up their turn and Giorno's like, hey, you missed the turn. And Fugo gets real mad at him and Giorno's like, oh, yeah, you know what? That was my fault. I'm sorry. I'll do better next time. But that does not make Fugo feel better. Also, I think Fugo drives through a stop sign. Probably. I'm just noticing. Yeah, because like... He makes he makes a right turn and he's heading toward a stop sign. Yeah, like, and he clearly does not stop. He just right. goes right through. Gangsters. Yeah, gangsters. that's how you know they're gangsters. They don't follow traffic laws. <laughs> Wait, no, I think he's okay because I think those those stop signs are facing away from him, aren't they? Oh, I thought. Uh, ah, who knows? I, no, their their du- stop signs are double sided, though, aren't they? So that way you can. Yeah, you know, I guess who they would has be. A stop sign and Probably. who doesn't? Who knows? Let's not interrogate the traffic laws of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. So. <laughs> also, Abakio is just annoyed this entire trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Though I think Abakio's primary mood might just be annoyed. It kind of seems that way. He really hates Giorno. Yeah, he's not one of those fun goths. No, no, no. He's a grump. This is like the the grumpy crew right here. Just a real real dour team. All the fun gangsters got left behind with uh, Bucciarati. yeah, but Abakio's like, oh, if he if he screwed up telling Fugo where to turn, what else might he screw up and kill us all? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Abakio's like... just kind of like, listen, yeah, Fugo's overreacting, but like he always does that. Who cares? Whatever. Jorno, though, this kid can go straight to hell. <laughs> yeah. So they arrive in uh, the ruins of Pompeii. Um, and they see a mirror on the wall and immediately go up to it, and Fugo sees a sneaky dude peering out from a pillar behind them as reflected in the mirror. Yes. And Fugo lets them know, and he's like, hey, act natural. Right. <laughs> but there's a, there's a guy looking at us all weird. Uh, but when they look behind them, they don't see anything. Yeah. Uh, and this gets dragged out for longer than you'd think it would take them to realize that, oh, this guy probably has an enemy stand. There are, like, too, too many instances of them turning back and seeing nothing and then turning back to the mirror and seeing him. (laughs) Yeah, in fact, Fugo only immediately jumps to, oh, this guy has a stand when he brings the stand out. Right. (laughs) Which, It's the classic JoJo problem of, like, the craziest nonsense is happening, and they wonder, could this possibly be the work of an enemy stand? <laughs> the, the answer is always yes, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he tries to... Fugo tries to shove Abakio and Giorno out of the way of the enemy stand. That's not... And he sees them... Yeah, it's not always what? an enemy stand. 
because uh, I was just rewatching the uh, the bit in part four where uh, yeah, where uh, Rohan and uh, Koichi get caught in this like get caught in this weird space, and it turns out right. it was not the work of an enemy stand; it was a ghost. <laughs> That's true. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sometimes you're just in the ghost dimension. Yeah, you can't That's you can't get too confident in the JoJo world. It's all right. Stands. Sometimes there's an alleyway that's just a portal to the afterlife. And sometimes there's just a polpo. Polpo just is. That's just who he is. Yeah, JoJo jo- JoJo used to be so much simpler. When it's just like, oh, it's just a vampire. It's fine. Right, I know it used what to just be Castlevania. Are. Yeah. Used to be straightforward. Whenever weird shit would happen, it's like, oh, this guy's just a vampire. Right. <laughs> or maybe he's a man with snakes for heads. Who knows? Yeah. That's still a Half vampire. Vampires can be a lot of things. Sure. Uh, uh, anyway, so, yeah, uh, Fugo gets pulled into the mirror, and we sort of, that's sort of visually represented by, like, him seeing. Uh, Giorno and Abakio like trying to trying to like almost like uh, their bodies sort of disintegrate as if like they were made of glass and they were slowly have slowly having pieces chipped away. Yeah, is yeah. Is the best way for me to describe that effect. Right. It's a real trippy visual. Yeah, that's hard to put into words. Right, right. Um. But yeah, so he's inside the mirror now, and then uh, I don't know what this dude's name is. The guy I'll look it up. I don't remember either. Mirror. Yeah, he's inside the world of the mirror, which uh, it's just fun because in part three, when they fight um, Jay Guile and uh, the Hanged Man, whose power is he can like jump from reflection to reflection, Abdul's just like, Paul Nerf, don't be stupid. There's no such thing as a mirror world. He's just living inside the glass. And now yeah, because that's more sensical, right? But now we're in the mirror world. <laughs> yeah, which, like in a lot of things, Avdol is <laughs> full of shit. Right? <clears throat> I love the guy, but he's kind of a dumbass. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I like I love how Fugo notices he's in the mirror by just seeing that like text is all backwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the stand user of Man in the Mirror is Iluso. Illuso. Oh, it's like illusion. Yeah. Get it? It's it's relevant. Right. Um But yeah, no, Illuso just starts punching him. Like his main stand power is just to pull people inside mirrors, and then once they're in there, he just hits them a bunch. Yeah, I think in the like... next episode he explains that like Man in the Mirror is actually pretty weak for a stand other than its power. Yeah, which is why he has to drag people in, because that way, without their stand, they're not much of a threat. Yeah. Unless they're also good at fighting, because, like, if you're good at fighting, you can just fight the stand as a person. I which get is hilarious imp- to me. I kind of get the impression that, like, even someone who is good at fighting, like, would have a hard time fighting a stand for the most part, though. Oh, uh, you know, actually, good point, because I think he mentions later on in episode 13 that... <clears throat> Like you can't you can't make physical contact with a stand if you're a person. Like the stand, in order to hit a stand, you have to use your stand. Right, it can hit you, but you can, listen. The rules about how stands work never is concrete. Yeah, this is the first time this has really come. I'm trying to think back on part four. Is like stand versus person isn't thing that comes up very often. Yeah, people. Yeah, don't, no. Yeah, not really. Yeah, like. 
Like, listen, this is like, ten years into, like, stands being a thing in the manga, and they still don't totally make sense. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I think so far the rules are stands can attack other stands and people. Right. Uh, people can attack people. Right. Any damage done to stands is also done to the user. Yes. Though that, they do kind of fudge it in some places. Well, yeah, especially if it's five. not a humanoid stand. It's like, I don't... Like, how, what do you have to do to this gun to make, like, whole horse break his arm or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, or, like, um, got bad company, like. Yeah, exactly. Like, how, uh, the correlation there is not clear. It also seems, yeah. also, autonomous stands are, uh. Yeah. Yeah, a, yeah, autonomous stands can, can be damaged without, uh, hurting the user. Yeah, it's it's only the close range ones where that really seems to be a thing. And then uh human but humans cannot attack stands. Right. Yes. So those are those are the current stand rules as we know them, liable to change at any moment. Yeah. But Eluso has a little uh sheet of paper where he's taking notes on all the members of Bucciarati's gang. Uh except he doesn't have any notes on Giorno. He must be a new kid. Ah, that won't be a problem. Yeah, surely this surely this Giorno kid won't have any special powers that will spell my doom. Clearly he's just a dumb teenager. Nothing will nothing will happen here. Nothing to worry about there, definitely. Yeah, so feeling threatened, uh, Fugo tries to summon his stand Purple Haze, which yes. does not work because well, it kinda does, but not in the way he thinks. Right, he so. does summon his stand Purple Haze, but Iluso can decide what is allowed into the mirror world and what isn't, and he didn't allow his stand in. Yeah, so like when uh, Fugo summons his stand, it just summons it where he used to be in the real world. Right. And... Giorno sees the stand and is like, oh, this looks like an enemy stand, which I don't blame him because Purple Haze is, he is a very intimidating motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> We're going a little out of order because we are skipping my favorite part, which is Giorno just like rubbing this mirror and like sticking his head underneath of it and trying to figure out what the trick was. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, did he go, but like, did he go, can I find him behind the mirror? Is there right. a secret passageway? Like, like, Giorno still hasn't figured out that this was a stand attack. He's convinced there was some kind of like, like magician trickery happening. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, like, yeah, as, as Giorno is trying to investigate the mirror for a more sensible solution to the problem, uh, Abakio freaks out and is like, hey, like, Giorno, step away from that stand right now, and Giorno's like, what? <laughs> I'm just gonna stand right here for a moment and totally ignore you. Now, in general, I think Abakio is a big old sourpuss. I understand his frustration completely this time. Yeah, no, like, just fucking, just back away. Just even a few steps. Just move. Jordo, oh, I understand God. that you have a dream, but just listen to somebody once. Yeah, so we, we sort of take a break from Abakio uh, yelling at Jorno to s step away from Fugo stand, goddammit. <laughs> uh, and we just see uh, Fugo getting punched some more. Yeah, yeah. By this weird-looking-ass stand. <laughs> yeah, it's got, like, sunglasses and yeah. no mouth. Yeah, this, this stand looks like such a dork. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> okay, I just we needed to touch on that. Like, yeah. 
It's like a design your own stand kid contest. Like, what if we just gave him some cute, some cool shades and a bandana? <laughs> and he's got like a weird sort of turtle, like a snapping turtle mouth. Yeah, no, you're right. He does. Yeah, yeah. he looks like a Muppet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really wish they had given him like shutter shades or something. Oh, man, that'd be good. But oh well. Yeah. Well, I think I, I, this might have come out before shutter shades were really a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, so Fugo gets beat up a bunch, and then we finally get Fugo's backstory. Yeah, so we get the eye catch showing us uh, Eluso's the sort of man in the mirrors like yeah. stats, which uh, they don't translate the points on the, on the coins. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know I, what I the stats that, it's like to. range, durability, <laughs> attack power, developmental potential. I don't remember what they all are. Yeah, but he he mostly sucks except for like one stat, which is a B. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so then we start going into Fugo's backstory, uh, which uh, he has a pretty privileged life, uh, except for his parents kind of suck. Yeah, he's extremely rich, and he's very smart, so his parents are, like, super hard on him in terms of, like, schoolwork, and he's got, like, some deep-seated anger issues. There's, like, a scene where he's just, like, standing behind his father with a switchblade, considering murdering his dad yeah fugo has some yeah. anger issues yeah yeah this kid's got a lot of rage <laughs> some of which are quite justifiable uh yeah we'll get to it yeah 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 i, I i'd say for like for the parents it seems like a little extreme it's a little extreme um, listen i get it you know a lot of pressure all that stuff but yeah no you know, same also like chill the hell out yeah yeah but uh then then we cut to to an instance where his rage is entirely i think justified because he's so smart Uh, that he gets into law school at like age 12 and uh a professor kind of corners him in an empty room and starts uh yeah yeah so the professor like basically starts molesting him Mm -hmm. which is so that's so those are those are the three uh, homosexual characters so far, two who were violently murdered, oh. yep. and one Ooh. who's a pedophile. Yep. 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 yep, 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 yep. So great, great track record so far. Great, 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 great. Y'all, y'all wanted that reputation, that rep, uh, <laughs> representation. Here we go. Here you yes, go, everybody. Like, yeah. As much as we talk about how homoerotic JoJo's as a series is, and it very much is, like, the actual, uh, sort of canonically, like, gay representation is very bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, who boy. Yep. But, uh, uh it, it doesn't quite get to the level where anything happens, because Fugo understands what this teacher is trying to do, and goes into a blind rage and murders him with an encyclopedia. Yeah, so basically before the professor is able to actually, like, you know, go any farther than just the implicate the uh, threats, yeah. he just, yeah, just yeah. murders the shit out of him with a heavy book. Yes. Um, yeah, and then he gets arrested, obviously, and then uh, his classmates start uh, spreading rumors that, oh, he he actually, like, led the professor into this. And basically just Fugo gets treated like absolute shit. Right. 
his parents use their resources to get him off the hook, but then disown him. Immediately? Yes. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Like, why Why do that if you're going to disown him anyway? Yeah. Uh, um, but, yeah, he just ends up, like, homeless on the streets, right? Yeah, 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 and then like he happens to be dining and dining and dashing in the same restaurant as uh, Bruno is. You know, right, that restaurant he lives in is in. Yeah, yeah, that restaurant he's just always in. For yeah, some reason. yeah, maybe that's just like his restaurant. Like mm-hmm. I know he controls all of like the business of uh, you know whatever t- Naples now, but maybe before that this was just like this is your business. Yeah, maybe that that's a good point. It might just be like. That might have been just his stepping stone. It's like, I've got this restaurant right. to my name. Um, yeah, and, like, he notices Fugo, like, trying to get out of Dine and Dashing by, right. like, <laughs> yeah, like refer- <laughs> by referencing, like, case like case precedents. Right, like, the waiter is like, got him by the collar. He's like, I'm going to call the cops. And Fugo's just like, yeah, nice try, idiot. But I know law stuff, and... I think you'll find yeah. that there's a Supreme Court case that says I'm allowed to dine and dash, moron. Yeah. Are you familiar with the De Sica versus Argentino case from 1982? Going by that judicial precedent, there's a very good chance that the court will see this as me acting out of necessity. Of course, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which was just, uh, let's see, Iraqi name-dropping uh, two famous Italian directors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which... <laughs> yeah, in case you're wondering, no, 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 as far as I can tell, there's not an Italian court case that proves you're allowed to dine and dash if you're hungry enough. Yeah, I actually just Google searched it. It's just, it's just Iraqi being, like, Iraqi. cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. actually, the, the... I don't know. The, the movie references were cool, though. I... Yeah. I was yeah. amused. I also should point out that in this scene, um, Fugo has Fugo is wearing fairly normal clothing, except like he has like indentations shaped like holes on his shirt. Uh, yeah, it's which... the same suit he was wearing in uh, Naranja's flashback. Yeah, but I just love the idea that yeah, he, he <laughs> it's like we talked about last time. He's drawn the circles, but he does not have the money to pay a tailor to cut out the holes yet. <laughs> He's... Or like, or like, just can't can't manage to find scissors to steal. <laughs> right. Uh, he no, he's he's working towards his uh, he's working towards his final form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's experimenting with his clothing. He's like, it's like, well, let me just f- see how I feel about the idea of holes. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling it. I won't cut them out yet because that's a big commitment. But I can at least put indentations just to see how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah so, so Bucciarati gives him a job offer, and Fugo's just like, nah, I mean, that sounds nice, but I've just got a terrible temper, and like, I'll, I'll hurt people, so I'm just gonna be alone. And Bucciarati's like, nah, screw that, I want an angry guy, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's like, we're gangsters, we like the idea of someone going off the handle and just murdering the shit out of Have someone. Have you seen Goodfellas? Joe Pesci's the best part of it, come on, buddy. Yeah. He's like, well, what? And he's like, I'm afraid I'll kill you. And Bruno's like, let's see if that'll actually happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't know you don't know me, but I can make zippers on people, so. Yeah. Pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pretty tough cookie, buddy. 
Yeah, I can put a fire hydrant in your mouth if I want to. <laughs> so yeah, then then Fugo does the test, gets purple haze from Pulpo. I like that none of these people were able to just keep a lighter lit for 24 hours. Yeah. Well, to be fair, like the the even the first step is pretty hard if you don't already have a stand power. That yeah. is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the literally the only reason that Jorno was even able to to last for three minutes was that he could turn it into like a flower. Yeah, that's fair. I forgot about that element of it. <clears throat> yeah, you're pretty much immediately uh, screwed screwed with that test. It's right. a pretty good test in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially because the whole point is just to force you to get a stand or die. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he gets he gets uh, purple haze, which is a pretty good deal actually, because purple haze's power is pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some debate here. So yeah. so he gets the stand that is a purping uh, purple drooling um, rage monster. Um, yeah. <laughs> that has Much like Fugo's uh, inner self. Yeah. Right? That uh, has a very powerful poison emits. Yeah, it's... so pur- Purple Haze is like this weird centurion. His skin is like purple and white checkerboarded. His mouth is sewn shut and he just drools through the stitches. Yeah, I really like the design of Purple Haze. Yeah. Um, he's just kind of like in the fetal position, like twitching and just kind of freaking out. And then he drools on himself and like gets upset and tries to wipe it off, but then it's on his hand, so he... Just does this whole dumb comedy routine where he keeps, like, just making a bigger mess. Yeah, it is kind of funny that the that the poison monster is obsessed with cleanliness. Yeah. And also, it, it, it's very much... It, it makes me realize that Golden Wind is very much leaning into the idea that stands themselves are also sentient and have personalities. A bit, yeah. Which... which was which was a little bit the case in part four like there were a few sands that were like that right uh, most most prominently echoes yeah 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 uh but again like much like in part three most of the stands in part four were just straight up just you know extensions of the users they didn't really have their own deal going on whereas yeah. in golden wind you know some of the stands do very much have personalities, like particularly of the bullet gremlins, oh, yeah. uh, sex pistols. Right, right. <laughs> Can't forget so about those good, good bullet boys. Oh yeah. <laughs> also, I know this is this may be mostly my head cannon, but Killer Queen and <laughs> Killer Queen and uh, who was it? Who's that guy? Oh, uh, Yoshikage Kira. Yeah, they yeah. Seem, they seem to kind of get along. They, yeah, was, they seem uh, like they were friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, is merch stuff cool? Yeah, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, like maybe not as like hanging out and hugging each other, but like yeah. there's some fist bumps going on there. That's true. Well, uh, like, did... go ahead. Well, at least, uh, at least one manifestation of Killer Queen was autonomous. Yeah, but it was just kind of like following just a program. Like, you could say one thing, and then it just followed, just chased heat signatures. Yeah. Also, to be honest, there's a lot about what Killer Queen can do that I can't remember the details of. Because that that stand does a whole lot of weird shit. No, what's the problem? Listen, anything it touches becomes a bomb, by which I mean it becomes an object that if you touch it, you explode. You know how bombs work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Bomb and by like explode, Roxy. I mean implode. And then also, it's got a little toy tank that follows heat signatures around and, like, explodes and is invincible. And also, also it puts a it, cat in its chest. 
And also, it can uh, implant itself in your eyeball, and if you tell anybody your Chicago Kira's true identity, he'll murder you and send you back in time to when he first affected you with it. And also, he has a plant, a cat that's also a plant inside his chest. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Cat bubbles. <laughs> I got a whole cat motif going on here. Yeah. I'm just kind of yeah, <laughs> uh, it... yeah, and, and he can touch the bubbles that the cat plant sent out to turn those into implosion bombs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, he's not in this episode, but I did learn something about Narancia and Aerosmith that I'm very excited about, which is that Aerosmith, the plane, has a little pilot inside, and the plane what? is called Arrow, and the pilot is named Smith. Oh my okay. god. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that last part, but I did know there was a dude in there. I thought, did yeah. he not talk about that? I don't no. think so. No, we did not. I had no idea. <laughs> it's such a good detail. That's amazing, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so here... Because, like, Giorno doesn't know why Abakio is so freaked out. Um, And so here's where, like, Abakio... Actually, no, he doesn't say it just yet. Because what happens is... um, First, Purple Haze, like, punches a wall randomly. Because it's still trying to, you know, find out how to get to... uh, It still can't get to Fugo, so it's freaking out. Yeah. Uh, it punches a wall, and then in the mirror wall, that same wall explodes, and it sh- sends out bits of shrapnel, uh, which Eluso dodges and uh, has a stand punch into Fugo. So, Fugo, stop hitting yourself. <laughs> right. Um, and then, oh gosh, what? Well, and so by it? punching the wall, it cracked open one of the capsules on its fist. Oh, yeah, and so now Eluso just, like, as he's going to punch uh, and then basically finish off Fugo, he sees a crow just suddenly fall out of the sky, like, clearly dead of something. Yeah. And here's where Abakio starts, like, finally levels with Jojo as to what Purple Haze's power is. Uh, Purple Haze, it turns out, when it releases, when it uh, destroys one of the capsules on its knuckles... The capsule releases an incredibly strong toxin that basically dissolves people from the inside. Yeah, a flesh-eating virus. Yeah, uh, which is a pretty powerful as an offensive stand, but also kind of sucks that there's friendly fire. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's the problem. He can't. Af- he can't influence who's affected by it. He's the only person who's immune. Yeah. So I mean, like. Really strong combat stand, but only if, like, you can keep your friends out of the way. Right. Yeah, so it's not, it's good, uh, uh, it's a good one against many or one-on-one stand, but yeah. it's not good for many-on-one combat. Right. Um, yeah, and so, Abakio kind of explains the rules of the virus. It'll kill you in about 30 seconds after it infects you, but it will die in sunlight. So even though it's extremely contagious, if it's out in open air for more than a few seconds, it dies. So it doesn't have that big of a range around it. Yeah, it's really only dangerous if you inhale it direct, if you're inside it directly. Yeah. Like, it's it's basically impossible to get it secondhand from something that dies from it. Right. Um, which, which, I, which is why the birds don't affect... Uh, uh, Eluso, which is initially how I thought that Fugo would get to Elusio is by using the birds as proximity like toxin detonators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. 
Also, I like that. <laughs> I like that as I, I. I think it's is it Abakio who says it. Let me turn the audio on. But like at at one point, I either Abakio or Jorno reacts and says, "I'm going through it." But someone just says "savage" in reaction to the stance power. Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty metal, guys. It is. Pretty yeah. Metal. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a rough um, one. This is a lot of weird stands. This is one of this is one of those weird stands I would have predicted. Just like it's yeah, yeah. Very Especially be a stand that like just one of the main characters has. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you don't expect you don't typically expect the main character to have a stand that it definitely feels like a villain stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Patchwork drooling, uh, so shut <laughs> stand. These are heroes here. These are the heroes. Yeah, so, uh, Giorno's like, oh, well, actually, uh, so Abakio, after, you know, seeing that they can't really help, uh, Fugo and things are deteriorating, Abakio's like, all right, whatever, screw this, uh, I'm just gonna find the key. And Giorno's like, what, what are you doing? Like, we, we're gonna try and save Fugo, aren't we? Right, Abakio's like, take care of our friends. He's like, no, listen, stand puzzles confuse me. He's dead. <laughs> I'm just going to go find the key. But he's our friend. Look, I'm not very smart and good at figuring this stuff out, <laughs> even though I literally figured that stuff out in the weird, like, boat skin puzzle. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Abakio just doesn't want to bother. It's like, look, if we need to get the key... I want to say Fugo as much as you do, you do, but it it doesn't do us any good if all of us get killed trying to save Fugo. So I'm gonna get the key, and Giorno's like, "No, I believe in the power of friendship." <laughs> right. I just met Fugo like yesterday, but he's my best friend in the world, and I'll never abandon him. Yes. If anything were to happen to him, I would kill everyone and then myself. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even like you. He was mad at you. Like I don't care. Jorno <laughs> is a good boy who loves everyone. Exactly. So. <laughs> He's the exact opposite of his dad, who didn't love anybody. Yeah, Jorno is is almost like the gangster version of Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really. Uh, in that he's he's a very noble soul. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, Fugo uses purple haze to punch the mirror and smash it. Uh, to try and, like, give them a clue about how Man in the Mirror works. Because I guess watching him get sucked into a mirror wasn't enough of a clue for them. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was initially thinking, like, why did you do that? Just That just gives him more perspectives to work with, right. which is literally what he eventually says later. Yes, yeah. So it's like, Fugo, what was that meant to accomplish, really? They don't even get that, they don't even get the hint from that yeah. either. And really. you know what? As it far does as, nothing. As far as JoJo clues go... This is pretty straightforward, I feel. Like, <laughs> they, they, yeah. they make some pretty big leaps of logic, but... Oh, he broke the mirror for some reason. What could that mean? Right. Yeah, or, or even just, like, there was a dude in a mirror, but not outside. Now Fugo's gone. I wonder where the stand user is. Yeah. I wonder what the key might be. Right. Who could say? Perhaps, perhaps the only thing we could see him in. Ah, probably um, not. <laughs> so yeah, uh, ep- episode 12 ends with Abakio fucking off to go get the key and Giorno staying behind to I just watch 
Right. Uh, purple haze some more. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like to imagine for, for the rest of this, he's just kind of looking at purple haze like, man, that's weird. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, f- for as much as he like wants to save Fugo, he kind of just stands around like looking at stuff for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the episode ends with uh, Iluso going in for the final punch. Right. Uh, and then we go to episode 13. Um, which is the conclusion of this battle. Yes. Uh, where he stops his final punch because he hears footsteps outside of the mirror world, which, honestly, for me, is the first part where all the logic about the mirror world really starts to fall apart. Because, like, wait a second, I get that he didn't let them in, but their reflections aren't here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, so, like, so like he can hear footsteps from outside, but he can't hear them talking from outside? Yeah. yeah. What's up? Like, yeah. is it all... Like, is it only because the footsteps are hitting surfaces? But then, like, you think you could hear echoes of them talking then. Right. Like, okay, so the crows drop in front of them. Like, if one of them died, would their corpse just spontaneously appear in the mirror world? I do. Yeah, because the crows aren't part of the landscape. Right. (laughs) It's very confusing. Like, listen, I try not to nitpick this show too much because the fact that it's nonsense is part of the fun. But this one takes that to a breaking point, I think. Yeah, it's it's real bizarre. Also, I, I, I do have to say, when I initially saw the dog mosaic, because I didn't initially know what the dog mosaic was, I, I, I was convinced that, like, the diamonds that are actually just, like, a pattern were, like, slots for, like, a spike trap. Oh, sure. <laughs> that 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 Abakio just didn't notice. Right. That Abakio would have to deal with the spike trap. But no, that's just part of the painting. Yeah. Because I'm just an uncultured idiot. <laughs> you just play too many video games. It looks like a very yeah. video game. Like, don't step on. Yeah. That. There's traps. Yeah. It's a it's a very Lara Croft sort of puzzle trap. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Abakio <laughs> sees the key like hidden in a crack. Yeah. And he goes to pick it up and there just happens to be a shard of mirror there yeah which that's another that's another weird thing because like that's yeah okay oh, yeah. so we didn't, didn't really question this is the beginning here's, but uh, here's the thing because later later on in this episode like we learn that uh that uh, he's that the that eluso is specifically looking for the key which right. implies he doesn't know where it actually is yes but if that's the case, then why is the mirror there? Right, because presumably the idea is that he put mirrors all over Pompeii before mm-hmm. they got here. But then how did he not see the key when he put this mirror here? It's yeah, right it's not to, yeah. It's super hidden. It's just like literally just in a crack. It's a it's giant a... golden video game key. Yeah, and also like it, it was very. De- it seems like it was, was very, very deliberately placed to trap people who are going for the key. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> And, and, like, it definitely wasn't a naturally occurring mirror. No, I don't yeah. think Pompeii just has random shards of mirror hanging around. Also, man, Mirror Man fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, the amount of setup you have to do, be like, oh, wait, are they going to be here? Okay, i got to set up, like, yeah. four or five mirrors that, are, that I know they're going to walk past. Yeah, they were saying in, uh, like, the last few episodes that, like, all of the Hitman squad makes fun of the, the guy with little feet because his stand sucks. But it seems way more useful than Man in the Mirror. Yeah, it 
It honestly does. Like, uh, I, uh, if I was going on an assassination job, like, I would take Little Feet long before I took Man, Man in the Mirror. Yeah. Because at least with Little Feet, you can activate that shit whenever. Like, yeah. as long as you hit something, like, you can you can use it. Like... <laughs> yeah, no, it's hit Hitman team. Yeah, like even if Little Feet isn't necessarily like useful as a direct attack stand, at least it has a lot of utility. Right. It's like, man, the mirror is just—you got to be so specific with what you need. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. So like, Abakio goes to pick up the key, and he's like, "Huh? Why is this mirror here?" Right. And then Eluso just shows up like, hey, buddy, see you going for a key there. <laughs> Might have to just take that key from you. Yeah. Uh, but Abakio reacts too quickly and kicks the mirror and smashes it. Oh, but that's just what he wanted you to do. Exactly. He was expecting you to do that because now there's mirror shards everywhere and he can still get you. Uh, but that was what Abakio wanted him to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it turns out Abakio replaced himself with his stand, so now his stand can just choke Man the Mirror to death. Right. Yeah, he accidentally dragged in, uh, yeah, uh, Moody Blues, which still has all the dial-up modem sounds that I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great, yeah. Getting some utility out of you, Mo- Mo- Moody Blues here. I forgot that he could turn into people, and they uh, yeah. use that to great effect. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, I, I kind of like this fight, because you don't often get fights where it's, like, three versus one. Right. Like, it's not like a, you know, you get to see a weird mixture of all their powers. <laughs> it's cool. I like, yeah, it, I like parts uh, of this fight, but we're about to get yeah. to a section where it's just, uh, <laughs> that we'll see. Yeah, it, it is It is nice to see everyone contributing as opposed to just like, oh, one person is fighting and the other ones are indisposed for some, right. like, very strained reason. Yeah. Also, like, there's just a... Also, like, Moody Blues just has a shard of glass floating next to him with Abakio's face reflected in it. <laughs> I did not realize that one of Moody Blues' powers was just levitation. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Well, I think I took it that, like, Abakio was holding that shard up in the in the actual world. Oh, you know what? That is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, that makes more sense. Yep. Okay, yeah. Let's use it to peek at that guy. I see right. you. <laughs> but, yeah, he's he's not on the ground because he beat him up real good. You didn't kick my ass. I'm not owned. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. I this like is, it on the ground, actually. This is blood. It's victory line. <laughs> yeah. It's good down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, he he picks up another shard of glass, and then he pulls an arm out through it, and Abakio's like, wait a minute, that's my actual arm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do a count here. Wait, one, two, off. Oh, right. So yeah, then he uses that to drag, like, half of Abakio's body in. Yeah, and, and, like, put half of the Stan's body out. Right, and then that somehow makes them get sewn together? Yeah, it's like half, yeah, it's like half a Bakio, half Stan now. Which, wait, wait, what? Which, like, I will admit, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it does make for a pretty cool visual. Sure! I just don't understand what's happening anymore. Like, okay, so, can't... 
why does he fall down? Is, are they just bad at timing it together where he he and the stand can walk? Or I yeah. mean, maybe, but also I thought that like because of the psychic link, like they, right. that would be an issue. Yeah, yeah. Like we frequently see stand users move in sync with their stand while they attack. Yeah, especially like any, especially like Jotaro with uh, yeah. Uh, Crazy Diamond. Yeah. You, so mean, I, but, you mean Star Platinum. Crazy Diamond with Star Joe Platinum. Yeah, yeah. Stand. Right, sorry, Crazy Diamond. But I mean, okay, yeah. you know what, fair enough. He's He's got half his body missing. Maybe it's just a little hard to get synced up with his stand to walk. It's a shame that his, he doesn't have the power to, like, record precise movements and do exactly what, make his stand move exactly <laughs> how someone else is moving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That would come in handy, but oh well. <laughs> That would come in standy. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he tries to pick up the key, but um, Abaki, uh, but Eluso uh, just like kicks him away yeah. and puts a shard of glass in his mouth, and it's like, look, I may not be the strongest guy in the world, but even a but even like a fourth grader could kill you as long as I just. Well, no, he says even a four year old child could kill you when I've got a shard of glass in your mouth, right? He, Abakio is also internally monologuing about how, like, oh man, what if Jorno was right and we should have stayed back and helped Fugo? No, I'm going to win because fuck that little shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am powered by spite. Fuck him. Yeah, Abakio is basically like a less cool Vegeta. <laughs> a much less cool Vegeta. It's like, I hate that Jorno so much, he can't possibly be better than me, I'll show him. I'll show him. I'll show him my better by constantly getting the shit kicked out of me. Right. Um. So yeah, then like uh, a bunch of things happen that I have a real hard time keeping track Eluso of. Eluso notices exactly that the working. key has gone missing and he doesn't understand where it went. Yeah, maybe you can explain this because yes. I couldn't quite get a handle on it. Sure. So then he looks and realizes that the half of Moody Blues in the real world grabbed the real key with its disembodied hand, which, you know, it's a stand, so I guess he can just will it to fly? Oh, I thought he was he did the he did the rewind thing. Oh, you're hand. right because yeah, you see the, yeah. the okay. That actually makes it make way more sense. Yeah, he's rewinding just the hand backwards while it's holding the key. So yeah, that what can... happened? I, I think what happened is like the stand grabbed the key, then he had the stand rewind yes. to back when the stand back when he was with right. Jorno. But to let the hand go, just the hand, uh, he has to cut his own hand off. Yeah, because any damage inflicted on you is also inflicted on the stand. Right. Yes. Okay. All right. It, it okay. I guess it re- makes more sense. Yeah. Now. Realizing took, that he was a, rewinding a, it makes this make a lot more sense. Yeah, it took a bit for me to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it checks out. It's mostly. just a puzzle from Braid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Man, Braid would be a lot cooler if you could just if you could, well actually I was gonna say Braid, but you can you can like. Cut yourself into pieces. Essentially, just J J J. Yeah, I was gonna say brain cross the missing. <laughs> yeah. Bra- bra- hey, P.S. The missing is very good. Definitely. Oh play yeah, it. play the missing. It's a great game. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, Aluso uh, freaks out about this and is like, "Oh shit! They've got the key. I'm about to lose." Okay. Well, I guess I'll just murder you at least. 
Right. Um, but then he gets distracted by another sound. Right, because it's the key clonking onto the ground back where Jorno is. And he realizes he needs to run and go get the key. As he's running, he goes, damn, that's some bullshit you just pulled. And I yeah. have never, like, <laughs> felt more attuned with an enemy in JoJo. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel you completely, Eluso. That is some bullshit you pulled. Ah, the old... The old rewind my hand, for, cut, cut myself into pieces, rewind my hand trick. You didn't see that one coming? Yeah, to cut myself into pieces, this is my last resort. Right. No, that's the next stand. No. Oh, man. I don't think Papa Roach well, showed up. Is in there stand a last yet. resort stand? I don't think so. Oh, there should be a oh, Papa Roach. There's a Lip Biscuit. That's the closest you get, I think. Uh, man, I, I really hope there's like a chop suey. I don't think there's chop suey. Yeah, Limp Bizkit is part point. six. It's great. We we need more new metal stands. Yeah. Um. I just want a stand that goes ooh ah, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> As it appears, right. that would be great. Even it's if like that's if, the only trait of that stand, it's just goes, ooh ah. If part five it. was written ten years later, Purple Haze would have been named Freak on a Leash. <laughs> Oh man, it would have been. That'd be great. <laughs> so, like, he's he, so now we see like Jorno with the key, and Jorno's just like admiring the key. Right, and Baki was like, hey. like desperately crawling towards him, like, please, Jorno, don't be a dumbass. Then he looks at him, just sitting there looking at the keys, like, oh man, he's a dumbass. <laughs> Yeah, guys so much. Jordo, run! And Jordo's just standing there like, hmm, I wonder how this key wound up in my hand. I should ponder this mystery. Right. Yeah, so Eluso uh, drags Jordo into the mirror world, but oh, that's just what Jordo wanted him to do. Yeah, because Jordo infected him with purple, infected himself with purple haze. Right. Good stuff. Good like, stuff. Yeah, Ty, you pointed out that every single one of Jordo's plans involves wounding himself in a way yeah. that makes you concerned for his, like, mental well-being. He's like, how do I beat this guy? What if I rip my own arm off? Right. How what do if I, I just this let guy? myself get stabbed by a rapier? <laughs> what if I, what if I infect them? myself with a deadly magical virus? <laughs> yeah, which somehow he has not immediately died. Yeah, but, um, well, here's thirty whole seconds, tight. and as we know, jo in JoJo, like time is relative, like in the real world. But instead of being infected by gravity, it's affected by drama. Yeah, we're working with Planet Namek thirty seconds. Right, it's affected by like dramatic gravity. If you're monologuing and being cool, time slows down. Yeah, so uh, basically, like because it hasn't really been exposed to sunlight yet. Giorno is able to pass the toxin along to, um, uh, Eluso. along to Eluso. Yeah. Eluso's like, oh, son of a bitch. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but joke's um, on you, nerds. I'm going to leave the mirror world and leave the virus behind with, so it doesn't affect your, me. Your little cop friend taught me the trick of ripping off your own hand. That right. Take yeah. <laughs> yeah, which... Oh god, the visual behind this when he leaves the mirror and leaves his hand behind is just like, he leaves the mirror and then the flesh all pulls off of his skeletal hand. Yeah, there's just a skeleton hand left over. It's great. Oh god. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, he leaves. Yeah, Fugo is just like, oh, Jojo, now we've definitely lost. And Jordo's like, no, 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 that's just what I wanted him to do. Yeah. 
Don't worry, I planned for this. Don't worry, I turned a brick turned... into a snake, it'll be fine. What my favorite thing about this is like normally when when Giorno turns things into other things, he turns it completely into another thing. Right. This snake is just half snake, half brick. Right. Like just, uh, it is brick in the middle, snake on both ends. Yes. Forgotten Pokemon right here. What are your laziest Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. What a snake, but also brick. Here we yeah. go. Yeah, and my favorite thing about this is that Giorno intentionally turned a brick that was inside the toxin cloud into a snake. Right. Because if he turns something that's inside the toxin cloud into a living thing, that that automatically gives it immunity to the thing. Right, because it was born in it, like it's inoculated. Like, there's... There's not zero logic to what he's saying, but also this was a complete blind guess that just happens yeah. to work. Yeah. So basically, what the first the first trick to this is that because the snake is half snake half brick, it drags the brick in the mirror world over to its location where Iluso is, which lets Fugo know where to target. Yes. I guess that's why he didn't transform it all the way. Yeah, I, I believe that's the case. Yeah, because if it was a living um, thing, I guess no living things exist in the mirror world. Except for the dead birds. Right, but they're dead. That's the thing. Oh, good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Fugo, uh, Fugo sees where he can punch, punches, um, and for a second, uh, Eluso thinks that he's like saved himself because he like grabs the stand's arm before it hits before it hits a solid object and breaks a capsule yeah but then like uh oh god what what happens oh yeah he just he just like uses he just like shoots the capsule off of his off of the fist right and to, so it smacks the wall next to it yes and then, yeah, he's, he's affected by the flesh-eating virus and dies. Yeah, I like his... I always make complaint is, like, even after I cut off my own arm... I worked so hard and I still yeah. don't get to... Uh. <laughs> this is a really hard day. I had to set up all these dumb mirrors. <laughs> yeah. This isn't fair. Uh, so now back back in the real world, um, Fugo's like, "Wait, Giorno, you still have the virus, so you're you're gonna die. Right? It's too late for you." But no, see, but again, Giorno's the snake like, is immune to the virus, which means that Golden Wind can use its fingers to rip out the snake's like venom gland and stab it into Giorno's heart, which cures. Well, him. not the venom gland. Like he specifically, like he he pulls out the snake's blood yeah. and puts the blood into right. it. Right, okay, yeah. The blood is what carries the, immu the immunity. Yes. <laughs> and then, yeah, he just, like, stabs Giorno in the chest with a bloody finger. And I guess that makes him okay. Yeah, this is this is the, the Fugo moment. Like, maybe that kid's all right. Right. <laughs> maybe that guy's really got it. <laughs> maybe that kid with his weird-ass stand. Yeah. <laughs> This kid that sure can loves... do basically whatever. Right, like... He sure loves snakes and self-harm. <laughs> Crazy Diamond had, like, a complicated power that allowed him to do a lot of ridiculous stuff. But, uh, Golden... Gold Experience is just Calvin Ball. 
Yeah, like at least with, with with Crazy Diamond, like it was still just like, oh, it just heals stuff. It can remake stuff back to what it was before right. as long as it as long as you punch it. Yeah. And like you do a lot of stuff with that, but it still all was based on that single premise. Right. Whereas yeah, with with Golden with Golden Experience, it's just like yeah, I could do a lot of weird biological bullshit. Yeah, like, <laughs> part six, Jolene's stand is just, it's made of string. That's the only power it has. It really gets yeah, ratcheted it's... back after this one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is this is one of the most hardcore, like, injection sequences I've seen. Like, yeah. Golden Wind, puts, Golden Wind puts the blood in him, and then Jorno just rides around on the ground for, like, a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it. Well, isn't it supposed to be because of that uh, other weird stand power it does, where it makes all everything you feel more intense? Oh, that's a good. Oh, point. that might if be it, part yeah, of it. it yeah, it did, that's true. It did strike him, and that, and that just might be inherent to the stand, and he can't turn it off. Yeah, I didn't so, think yeah, about he that. Might just be experiencing it. Oh, no, he's just experiencing having two fingers jammed into your into your veins. Yeah, and um, also a flesh eating virus. Yeah, at a hundred times, which, uh, you know, regular. <laughs> Right. Okay, so yeah, I, never mind. I don't make fun of Jorno for that. That would honestly suck a lot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Goes back to my question, Jorno, are you okay? <laughs> right. Yeah, well then Fugo says, like, Jorno, I respect you so much. And Jorno's Fu- answer is, no, no, Fugo, I didn't risk my life. I knew what was going to happen. It's <laughs> <laughs> like bullshit you did. <laughs> yeah, that is some, that is some bullshit. <laughs> like... Like with Joseph, I, I, I could I could kind of see his like oh I thought you were gonna do that, but Giorno, to to for Giorno to say oh yeah I knew this was all gonna happen would be planning so many steps ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and then the funniest thing to me is that as Fugo is like watching Giorno like recover. The camera pans back to see Abakio just like all on his own <laughs> yeah. behind a wall, just passing out from blood loss because he cut his hand off. Right. And Abakio going like, "Oh, that f- fucking kid make me look like a loser." Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't Jordan say something though? He's like, "The real badass was Abakio." Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> he did that stuff. Also, yeah. ouch, ouch, Listen, ouch. Who ouch. you should respect is Abakio. I love Abakio. Isn't Abakio a great smash cut to Abakio being like, I hate this fucking kid. <laughs> <I hate> that guy. <laughs> it really is a Goku-Vegeta relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was kind of down on this episode, but I think talking about it, I've come around on it. <laughs> it's just so silly. The stand user himself is kind of lame, but there's a lot of, like, really goofy stuff that happens in it. Yeah. Well, there's, like, it's... there's goofy and then there's goofy. Yeah. Uh, like, like some, some goofy things, some goofy things I can roll with. Others are like, Rocky, what were you smoking? Right. Well, apparently, purple haze. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he was he was getting high off the purple haze. That was my attempt to do purple haze. I forgot how the song goes. I was gonna say I think this might be like, the weirdest ding, stand ding, battle in part ding, five, and then ding, I remembered ding, other things. Ding, ding, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Ding, ding. Not to be confused with smoke on the water. Right. But yeah, I just yeah, I just I just like how this episode ends. Like the final scene is just Abakio passing out from yeah. blood loss. 
It's like, all right, that's where we're going to leave it. <laughs> all right, sure. Oh, we still don't know what the transportation is. Do you think the rest of the crew is doing? I bet they're having so much fun. I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nar- <laughs> Those- Narancia and uh, Mister are just having a ball. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God, can you, man... What do you think Mist is doing right now? Oh boy. What's he even doing is like when he's relaxing? I, I, think, he, I think he sits and stares at the middle distance until someone needs him. <laughs> he's he's just maybe, living in the moment, man. Yeah. Maybe he maybe he like sets up a flea circus for his right. bullet gremlins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come on. All that uh, all that salami ain't cheap. Got <laughs> yeah, got to make a living somehow. Uh Man. Also, we're gonna talk about the the post credit scene. Post-credit Is there a post credit scene? Teaser, the teaser for the next episode. I thought it was just like a like the standard. Oh, thing. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, no, shit! Oh, is, I missed this. There is actually a post credit teaser. I I missed. Oh it yeah! Too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we we it's outside an airport. Well, no, it's oh, a no, train outside a train station. Yeah, yeah. Train station. My apologies. Yeah, we we'll just get some um, ominous music. Some guy, oh, guy dead, smoking gun, dude in yeah. like prison clothes. Yeah, p- prison stripes specifically. Yeah, uh, but with no shirt because again, JoJo's character. Right. Oh, it's the it's the guy from it's the jester dude. Oh yeah, and he just like picks up like a, a burned piece of a letter, and then he, he smiles, he grins ominously. Yeah, and then I'm trying to figure out if I just like, forgot that that guy shows up way more, or if they're adding him into the anime more than he's in the manga. Because I remember him just kind of showing up near the end of the manga and having a big fight. Like, what? who's this jackass? <laughs> yeah, they may just be trying to, like, make his appearance more natural. Yeah. But it's like, hey, watch out for this guy. He's a bad dude. Right. <laughs> he's gonna show up later. Right. Uh, and then... 3.5 is just a clip show. It's just... Well, yeah, so, okay, yeah. So in 3.5, we know that Giorno is, um... See, here's the dream. thing. Giorno Giovanna, he has a dream, and he'd like to become the gang star. But he's gotta, he's gotta make friends with an unlikely cast of characters to make that happen. Anyway, yeah, it's... it's just... are you, are you... Yeah. Okay, I was, I was ready to let, I was ready to let you do your bit. <laughs> He gets licked by a man on a train, and then becomes a gangster by throwing his arm at him. Uh-huh, uh-huh, And then... Then they become friends. <laughs> then the zipper man's friends feed him some pee, and uh, that that actually impresses his friends. Right, and then the thing is that there's two pee. boats, not one. Two boats, not yeah, one. The, yeah, there's a boat wearing another boat's skin. Yeah. <laughs> We beat our team. We beat our uh, people. Uh, first off, time cop. Right. And then Mr. goes on a road trip listening to a lot of craft work. <laughs> yeah. And then, along, they, then they get a friends, pirate the treasure boys. chest that was hidden in a urinal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lodges a bullet into a man's brain. Right. And then, uh-oh, honey, yeah. I shrunk the Naracha. Yeah. That about catches us and up. Then, and then what we, and then we, what, what we just did the, just now. Yeah. And then it does that. That's the show, everybody. Yeah, congratulations! We recap. Jo- we rewatch JoJo's Bizarre Rewatch. Yeah. It's a thing. Like it's we put a show inside the show, y'all. It's a thing in a lot of animes where they'll do a clip show after like ten episodes in a way that I'm like, no, we didn't need one yet. That's fine. 
Like, well, okay. Well, the thing about that is you, you got to remember the uh, the way the anime industry works. Yeah. Is uh, a clip show is generally a sign of production problems. Sure. Yeah, stalling for time. No, no, of which course, I understand that, because, but it's like, like, just take a week off. It, it, it's it's kind of surprising because, Except like... You, it, you can't if, do that because uh, they've already paid for that time slot and they're going to put something there. Yeah. We yeah. need uh, content. Unless I'm mistaken, this is the first time that David Production has ever had to do a clip I'm show. pretty sure that's true, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because they, they didn't have to do any for... Uh, the the previous arcs, yeah. So it, it's it's just uh, honestly like, you know, I'm used to clip shows. I'm just sure. shocked yeah. that JoJo's has. Yeah, like I'm I'm disappointed because... that we didn't get to see Coco Jumbo this week. But I can live with it. Whatever. It just yeah. <laughs> That's such a good name. Oh, uh, he's the best character in all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> oh man. Oh oh man. I hmm, autocomplete is giving me some. Hmm. Watch out. Coco Jumbo Drag Queen. I, oh, don't know what that's, that's about. A that's a different boy. All right. Okay. <laughs> that's not so, the JoJo okay, Coco so that, Jumbo. That, I'll say that much. Okay. All right. Good. Because I was real worried about how jo- how JoJo's was going to cover a drag queen. No, no, no. no. Sure. Trust me. Coco Jumbo is pure and innocent and wonderful. Okay. <laughs> Th- thank thank God. Okay. Can I, <laughs> all right. Can I bring up something I thought about in the last couple of episodes? Or okay. Or? I sure. really thought the Naranza fight was going to end with them going in somebody's body. I feel like the level oh, of body yeah. horror in JoJo's, I yeah. was like, this is gonna, he's going to end up inside of somebody. Well, we probably That's figured he already happen. did that with the lovers in part three. Oh, okay. True. True. Yeah. <laughs> they already did their like fantastic voyage shit. I cannot remember what the lovers was. Well, the lovers was the stand of Steely Dan. Yeah. Who, uh, he had the weakest stand because it was microscopic in size, but then he put it inside Joseph's brain to just start like breaking stuff. So, uh, oh, and it like okay. it like connected up to Joseph's nervous system so that if you hurt Steely Dan at all, it would like hurt Joseph like three times over. Mm-hmm. Now I remember. And he made Jotaro just go on a fun date with him while everyone else shrank their stands down to fight him inside Joseph's brain. It was one of the three times that Kakoyan was useful. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Kakoyan. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's such a good boy, but he never gets to actually be useful. He's a fine lad with a crush on Jotaro's mom. Also, like, that's the second... Also, there's sure are a lot of stand users in Stardust Crusaders that just make Joseph look like a goddamn dumbass. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's just a like, commentary that... on, you know, getting older. Sometimes you could be the hottest shit. Then, you know, you age into a world that you were not prepared for. And you're right. weird uh, there, arm There's a lover stand. <laughs> there's the one that turns into a tumor that he tries to use the ribbon Yeah, the high on. priestess. Mm-hmm. Is that the high priestess? I think so. There's the there's the magnetic one uh-huh. that at one point makes it look like he's giving a blowjob to Abdul. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah. Sardis Crusaders really shits on Joseph a whole lot. Yeah, but it does give him a lot of excuses to yell "Oh my God" in English, and that's wonderful. It, yeah, no, that that's easily one of the best parts about Stardust Crusaders. Also, what's the amount of shit that jo- Joseph Kittles got got away with in his original series? Yeah, and the fact, that's true. And the fact he just left his Japanese son. 
Maybe he deserved to get shit on a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you can, you can make a pretty solid <laughs> argument that Joseph had all this coming. Right. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that'll be it for this episode of JoJo's Bizarre Rewatch. Uh, we will be back um, actually in just one week um, to talk about the next episode because uh, we will be gone for, well at least uh, me and Luke will be gone for PAX South um, for the 17th through the 20th. Yes. Uh, so I mean we could theoretically record but we don't want to. Yeah, we'll we'll be busy that weekend. Yeah. Uh, Are you saying you're not going to yeah. try and get random people to give you your, their JoJo opinions? <laughs> I mean, I do that <laughs> no. constantly anyway. But... <laughs> yeah, that's just Luke's life. Now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Do you, which part do you feel was the best? <laughs> Please stay away from me. Who are you? Yeah. How would you rank the Golden Wind opening theme? What mm. is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, but yeah, anyway, so, uh, yeah, we'll cover, uh, episode 14, um, and then, uh, after that, we'll, we'll be back to our usual, uh, two-week schedule. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I believe that's all the, sort of, uh, housekeeping we've got, so, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at StiltsTheGM. Luke, where can they follow you? Uh, at SSJ Speed Racer. Ty, what's your Twitter? At Sirius Tiberius. And Ben. I am at the Slinky. And remember, everybody, until next time, stay horny.